Well, hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Podcast Answer Man. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft, and this is episode number 379. And of course, for those of you who are brand new to the show, this podcast is devoted to taking your message, your business, and your life to the next level. My friends, today is going to be a different episode, a different type of episode, and it's weird, and I'll tell you, I'm a little anxious right now in my heart about going forward with this episode because unlike most episodes, I have no idea where this is going to go. I, I I have a topic today. I matter of fact, I already know the title of today's episode. I've known the title of today's episode for almost a week now. Uh, it was at some point this weekend that that I had the this feeling, this gut feeling that I was going to talk about the topic of where do I want or what do I want to be when I grow up? And it is going to be an episode that is largely focused on me, my journey, not so much where I've been, but what might be where I'm going. And I don't even know where that is. And so how on earth am I going to do an entire podcast episode about me and my future when I really have no clue what that's going to look like and why and how is this even a topic. Oftentimes, when I come behind the microphone, I want to ask myself of what is it about what I'm going to talk about today that's going to add value to people's lives? What are they going to be able to take away at the end of this and, and it be so valuable to them that they say, wow, I'm so glad I listened to that episode or gosh, maybe it's going to be one of those episodes where I, I, I know about four or five other people that have to listen to this and they'd want to share it with other people. That's what I hope to have happen with podcast episodes that I record most of the time. And and today, I, I just I don't know what this episode's going to be like. Uh, I will tell you that's, that's going to be the main focus here. I do want to share some things right at the front of the show that I know some people want me to talk about, or at least one thing that people want me to talk about. Uh, for those of you who are interested uh, in hearing my thoughts, which I have very little thoughts on this, but uh, a lot of people are asking, hey, Cliff, I can't wait till you uh, share your thoughts about uh, Stitcher being acquired by this company called Deezer. And so I figure, let me just go ahead and get that out of the way here right at the front of the show. Uh, first and foremost, I had never heard of a company called Deezer before this big announcement that was made that they had acquired Stitcher Radio. Uh, it, it it struck me first just as an odd name for a company. Uh, whenever I, I see it or read it or even speak it out loud, I, I think of geezer, uh, which means absolutely nothing to nobody. But that that's just uh, in my mind, the first thing that pulls up into to my thoughts. But I did read the stories about the acquisition. And obviously, from what I've read, Deezer is this streaming audio uh, music service, streaming music that is very well known internationally. They're they're big in many countries, and they're slowly rolling out into the United States. And they have multiple millions more subscribers or listeners to their service than Stitcher Radio does. So this is you know could be a good thing. In fact, I've got a couple notes here about this whole Stitcher Radio. Uh, Let's see here. It says Stitcher currently has around 1 million monthly active listeners or users. 
uh, which isn't much compared to Deezer's existing audience of 16 million users, active uh, monthly users. So it, it seems to me that Deezer is wanting to bring spoken audio uh, or talk radio, if you will, talk podcasting, talk audio to their uh, existing platform of streaming content. So uh, that's one of the things that they want to do. Now, there's a lot of questions out there, of course, what is this going to mean to podcasters? This, you know, it's Deezer streaming audio, from what I understand, is a premium music streaming service. Um, does this mean that they're going to actually only make this content available to their 16 million plus, however many they grow to, uh, their audience? Are they going to make people pay to be a, you know, a listener to this content? Are they going to be making lots of money off of our content? There's all kinds of unknowns at this time, uh, but Noah Shannock wrote an email to the users of Stitcher, and he says, don't worry, we're not going anywhere. You'll still be able to use Stitcher the way you always have on mobile phones, tablets, and in cars. Joining Deezer is an incredible opportunity for us to scale our mission and bring amazing radio shows and podcasts to even more people around the world. So... At least short term, and by short term, I would assume for the next couple years, that the Stitcher radio app will still be available and it will be much like it is today, which is a repository or a network of uh, pre-recorded podcast content that people can listen to on demand on the go. Uh, I don't know, maybe Stitcher even has some some streaming audio. I, I, I'm not positive about that. I don't really listen to live content. I'm more of a pre-recorded listen to it on demand uh, where you want, when you want, how you want, that kind of thing. But anyway, it, it doesn't appear like anything's going to change anytime soon. What this means for the future, I don't know. But one thing that I did notice is that um, Deezer, this company, uh, does actually have this program called Deezer Elite. <laughs> the Geezer Elite. Anyway, uh, they say that you can listen to your favorite music in high resolution and enjoy the best audio experience ever created for your home, exclusively am- available for Deezer Elite on your Sonos system. And it says, what is high resolution audio? This is all from the branding and marketing from Deezer. Uh, it says, MP3, uh, MP3s are made, made music transfer. MP3s made music transfer and sharing easier than ever but the files had to be compressed due to storage and bandwidth limitations, leading to a significant loss in sound quality. You can now listen to performances as the artist intended with digital lossless capture of the original analog uh, sources. Experience music at five times the bit rate. So, and they're actually saying at 1,411 kilobits per second versus 320 kilobits per second. So I love that they're already talking about 320 kilobits per second as low quality audio. Uh, Whereas you take my podcast, Podcast Answer Man, and I I recorded at 128 kilobits per second, which is even much lower than what they're describing, what Deezer describes as low bit rate audio quality. And for some reason, Stitcher has deemed upon themselves to take it upon themselves to take my 128 kilobits 
per second file and recompress that thing to something even smaller, giving a, what I consider to be a very terrible listening experience. Now, I know some of you right now are listening to my voice on Stitcher Radio, and you're totally fine with it. That's great, and and stuff like that. I'm, I'm not going to say anything other than the fact that I'm a little bit more of an audio snob, and I can't stand the sound of my audio through the Stitcher app personally. So if you can... That's great, and of course, um, it is what it is. But what I, the reason why I bring all of this up is there's one hope that I have, and that is that Deezer company, <laughs> this this Geezer streaming company, whatever. Um, I I hope that they can bring their their feelings and approach to high quality audio to the Stitcher platform. That I I hope that they will help them see the way when it comes to the these really small crappy sounding shows that that I can't stand to listen to on on Stitcher. So that's my thinking. I I don't know what the future is. I I I know just as much as anybody out there who's read the three or four articles that are that are out there and the couple emails that you got from Stitcher Radio. But my own personal feeling is that until Stitcher Radio in, increases the quality of the content that we produce on there. I, I'm, I'm just not going to promote myself on there or anything else on there. I, I'm happy to be there, um, but I'm not happy with the audio quality that I am there with. So that, that's my feelings on Stitcher overall. Them being purchased by Deezer, it sounds to me like it's there's some potential benefit to that. Um, and if anything else, I, I, I think it's great for... Uh, it's it's a great indicator that a streaming music service uh, would be willing to spend money to an, to acquire talk audio content. So I I, th- I think that that says a whole lot for podcasting that they would want our content. What they're going to do with it, I don't know. Uh, I will reserve full judgment on, <laughs> on what it is they end up doing until we actually hear more announcements announcements about any changes that might happen. So as far as another topic, I just want to share with you one other topic outside of this big thing that I'm going to go into about, you know, what do I want to be when I grow up? And that is, uh, it's a tech thing. Uh, I have an application application that I want to tell you about that I installed on my new iPhone. Uh, by the way, I got my iPhone 6 Plus. I'm so excited about my iPhone 6 Plus. It took me a little bit of getting used to. Um, I did not have the regret that some people had talked about. Like when you, I, I, I heard several reports of people saying, Hey, I got my iPhone six plus, um, and I thought it was too big for a while. I kind of regretted it. And they said, you know, a lot of the people who are writing articles and reviews a couple weeks later are saying now, you know what, let me change my original opinion on this. I didn't like it at first, but now I've fallen in love with it, and I've grown used to it. I've learned how to hold it a specific way, and and I can't imagine anything smaller than this. And so maybe that had a little bit of influence on me. I did notice it felt very clunky in my hands the first few days, uh, but I, I never had any remorse because the size of the screen is absolutely stunning. I, it's just perfect for me. So much so that I have pretty much quit taking. I've quit taking my iPad anywhere with me. It, it, I just can't imagine the need to take my iPad somewhere. There are a couple applications that um, 
work well on an iPad. There are some applications that that are only available for iPad. For example, I think Canva. I you know I talked about Canva a couple weeks ago. How you can go to Canva C A N V A dot com and create podcast artwork now on the on the website. Well, Canva came out with an iPad application. So if it, I, I hadn't talked about that on podcast answer man, so there's a another tip for you. Canva now has an iPad application that allows you to create beautiful artwork right there on your iPad, and it is a wonderful, beautiful implementation of that software solution for creating some beautiful artwork. Anyway, that's only on the iPad. I can't get that on my iPhone 6 Plus. But here's the deal. I still have the I still have my iPad mini and I plan on using it for those kind of things. But most of that stuff is going to be just done here at the at the studio. I don't know it it depends. I haven't decided whether or not I'm going to take my iPad mini with me on a trip. Uh, but I probably won't. I think I'll probably just say, you know what, I'm going to take my laptop if I'm going to speak. And if I'm not going to speak, I, I probably will just take my iPhone 6 Plus. Uh, but then again, I'll probably take my laptop anyway, just so I can keep up with business stuff, even if I'm going somewhere. And so, yeah, I, I, th- I think it's the, I think it means that the iPad mini that I've used and used to take very much with me a lot of places um, I think the iPad mini is not necessarily necessary for portability anymore. It's going to be more of a home use scenario. It's pretty interesting. But anyway, so one of the things that I had decided a long time ago for whatever reason is I, I no longer found myself connecting my Google Calendar uh, using the Google Sync to my iPhone calendar. And the reason why is because, well... I had figured out how to do Google Sync and get all of that stuff to where it ties in directly with my calendar on my iPhone. And it worked for years on various different iPhones. But about, a, I guess, maybe about nine or ten months ago, um, I started to notice that the Google Sync did not always work. It was I would add something on my phone and it did not show up on the Google Calendar on the web. And I, and I started to notice like um, where something was already on my Google Calendar and, and it was on my iPhone and I would actually use my iPhone to switch it over to another place, like move it from one date to the next or move the time from one specific time to later in the day. And it would show, it would show that change on my iPhone, but it wouldn't show up on the web. And I, I just... I mean, and I would try to recent, you know, refresh the page on my on the web. I would, you know, try to do things, and it just wasn't working all the time. I mean, it worked most of the time, but when it comes to my calendar, I, I'm very particular about my calendar. So I, I had posted something. I I saw that Google released some brand new applications for Google Docs, Google Sheets, and Google Presentations. I think, or, or actually, I think it's called Google Slides. Three brand new applications, and by the way, they are amazing. This is this is where this all started. So basically, I opened up Google a Google Doc on uh, my desktop, and then I opened up this brand new iOS application called Google Docs, and I opened up the same document, and everything was in real time. Now I'd, I'd seen and been using and had the benefit of having real time editing. And seeing other people edit a document at the same time that I was, 
all I've been doing that for years from browse from computer to computer or browser to browser or whatever. But um, for the first time, I can actually be on my iPhone in a document and watch somebody else doing work live, and I can type in that document, and they would see what I'm typing on my phone live in the document. And so that's pretty cool. And the same thing is true for Sheets, and same thing is true, uh, is true for Slides. So it's all real-time editing. And so I put on Facebook, I say, hey, guys, why is it that they have Gmail? They have this new docs and slides and 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 sheets and all of these other wonderful apps, but the like the second most critical piece of software in my in my business setup. I've got my my number one is my email. I use Google Mail, uh, and number two would be my calendar, and number three would be spreadsheets. I use I use. Google Sheets for my business spreadsheet that I, I keep up to date with uh, lots of information. So I, I said, you know, why is it that they don't have anything where which is real-time editing, real-time, you know, stuff to where if something changes on one, let's just say I, I on my laptop, I change something in my Google Calendar, why isn't it that I see, I they haven't made it so that I see that in real-time on the thing that's on my, uh, the calendar that's opened on my desktop. I should be able to do that without hitting refresh. And by the way, I should be able to have an application on my iOS, which they have no application, not even one that doesn't do this. Uh, and there are so many applications out there that that are made by third parties and stuff like that. And people said, well, Cliff, you know, you can sync your, you can use Google Sync to sync that with the Apple calendar. And I'm like, yeah, I do know that. Well, I put this out there, and and by the way, one person told me that they know somebody who's in the know, and that they're actually working on a solution for an iOS application for Google Calendar. And so I'm I'm hoping they're right, and I do hope that that's coming soon. But until then, there were a couple of different uh, solutions, third-party apps that people said that they absolutely love. And one that kept coming up over and over and over again was this application called Calendars 5. Calendars, plural, and then just the number 5. And so I did a search for that in the iOS App Store. And thankfully, I love that iOS has previews now. So there's like you can have a little video preview of what an application looks like. And that video preview seemed to say to me, it's like, wow, that's that I love the that's a gorgeous user interface. And so I went ahead and spent six dollars and ninety-nine cents on the app, downloaded it, and connected it to my Google Calendar. And I will tell you folks, it is awesome. Especially, especially on my iOS 8 um, and my big, huge screen on my iPhone 6 Plus. So that is my application that I am now using for my Google Calendar integration on my iPhone. And I do, I actually did um, several tests and it seems to be syncing pretty well. It's not real time. Uh, it is, you know, make a change here and then eventually it'll sync. And then, it, you know, next time you refresh or reload the calendar on your desktop, it'll finally show up. Um, you know, but it, 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 it seems pretty reliable to me. And also I love the fact that, you know, if I change the event, the color of an event on my calendar, that color comes through on my phone. It, 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 multiple calendars works extremely well, much better than the, the old method that I was using of just sync, using Google sync to sync to my Apple, 
uh, calendar. So if you guys are looking for a calendar to integrate with your Google app or Google calendar, then I encourage you to check out calendars five. All right. So here is this topic. I, I'm ready to, to roll into this. And I want to start off by reading you an email that came from someone. Now I've removed their name because they, you know, they're, they're in a position where they're not ready to leave yet and, and they don't want this uh, you know, this email out there to to facilitate them in their transition from full-time work into the their own work. But let me read this email to you. And it's it's among several things that have sort of got me thinking that I wanted to do this topic today of what do I want to be when I grow up. So here's what it says. It says, Cliff, I'm not a podcaster and I'm not a business owner, but I have a dream to run my own business and create my own podcast. I consume a ton of content in podcast form and I feel I have a ton of mentors. Michael Hyatt, Dan Miller, Pat Flynn, Dave Ramsey, etc. But I have never taken the time or the initiative to contact one of them before. I've been motivated, prompted, and excited by all the content I've consumed, but I but have a fear of taking action and moving forward. I can't figure out what my mental block is and even though I continue to dread my day job and feel like it's killing my happiness, and let me just, uh, I'm gonna bold that right there. I continue to dread my day job and feel like it's killing my happiness. I feel like I'm not in a place financially where I can afford to cut back in my day job and transition into something new. I've been wondering how long can I continue this way before snapping. My My current situation is sapping the life out of me. Your podcasts aren't always beneficial to me because of my lack of creating a podcast and technical knowledge. But I continue to listen because I find some of your non-technical content inspiring. I want to create a business that allows me to work from home, set my own hours, and live with more creative freedoms. I just finished listening to episode 316 and I knew I had to contact you. This episode touched me deeply and even brought me brought tears to my eyes. This was a message I needed to hear. My question was how long can I keep going this way? Now my question is why am I continuing to live this way? Why am I wasting my life being miserable? I still need to take action in order to make a difference in my life, but this episode has given me the kick I've needed to go past my mental block. Thank you, Cliff. This by far is the is the best episode of Podcast Answer Man you've ever produced. Forever grateful. And then he signs his name. So, and by the way, that's episode number three, six, 316. You can find it at podcastanswerman.com slash 316. And if I am not mistaken, I believe that title, uh, the title of that episode is What Do You Desire? All right. 
So if that sounds intriguing and you're relatively new to Podcast Answer Man and you've never heard that episode, I certainly encourage you to go back and listen. And I would agree. It's probably one of the best episodes that I feel I've produced for Podcast Answer Man. There's probably a top five or top ten. And maybe that's something that I'll do in the future is create one of those episodes or lists and then share it. You know, these are the and it may not be related to podcasting, by the way. (laughs) some of the topics that are among my favorite produced episodes. So we'll see. Anyway, but this is an email that I, you know, this isn't, by the way, the first time I've received an email like this. But this email is stating, I don't have a podcast. Um, I, I may create one sometime, but right now I'm not a business owner. But for whatever reason, I find myself listening to your show week after week. And, and I, and he's, obviously been very inspired by a lot of the non-technical content that I sometimes bring to this show, all right? Then Todd, a friend of mine who has been very helpful to me in so many ways, uh, recently sent me an email and uh, I was thanking him for some help that he's been uh, giving me, connecting me with some people in the mainstream media, getting some news attention in magazine articles, online publications, and uh, just other other ways. And so I'm, I'm so thankful for all of Todd's help. And in, in one of the, in response to my saying thank you to him, this is something he wrote. He says, it is my sincere pleasure. I think you are destin- destined to have more impact in the world beyond your current work. You are much more than the podcast answer man. You mean you move people's souls. It is your heart that we are all attracted to, not just your podcasting knowledge. You put others at the center of your world and it shows. I can't wait until you impact more people's lives with your Cincinnati Magazine article. So let me just read the words that just that ring out to me and and, and he says, I think you are destined to have more impact in the world beyond your current work. You're more than the podcast answer, man. Uh, you move people's souls. Uh, it is your heart that we're attracted to, not just your podcasting knowledge. These words are not uncommon. I get emails, thankfully, every single month. And if I had to guess, no less than five. And if I had to guess on the upper end, maybe a hundred sometimes emails per month. Now, that's that's usually a pretty extreme case. It's like when I publish an episode of Podcast Answer Man, like episode 316 or the one where I shared about how do I balance my faith and my business. You know, over the course of uh, four weeks, I can receive as many as a hundred emails that sound very similar to this. But at least, even when I go weeks and weeks and weeks where I'm kind of just mostly focused on, on bringing the technical stuff and, you know, trying to keep this stuff relevant to the title of this show, Podcast Answer Man, um, then, then when I'm doing that, uh, I still get about five, five emails a month, sometimes more, many more, where people say, I believe you're going to end up being doing something much bigger than what you're currently doing. And I certainly get that. And and even folks like, you know, I always ask myself, you know, why do some some people who 
you know, when it comes to the technical stuff, they don't need Podcast Answer Man for the technical stuff at all. I mean, they are they have a podcast. I have thousands of listeners who already have a podcast whose audio quality is as great as mine or sometimes even better. Um, there are people out there who have websites that are far beyond my websites. There are people out there, when it comes to the technical sides of podcasting, they it's not like there's nothing more for them to learn. I believe there's always something we can all do to take everything we do in life, including our podcasting efforts. But the, it, they're not. There are people who listen to my show who, obviously, in my mind, don't quote unquote need any technical answers from me to help them take it to the next level. I mean, I, I think that they could probably manage on their own, but they still listen to my show. And I, and I, in my heart, I'm always evaluating and I'm, I'm asking myself, why do these people listen to the show? You know, and and one person who I consider to be my mentor. My, who is a close personal friend of mine and somebody who is so far ahead in, in, in life's journey and also in, 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 in his business journey and his experiences so far beyond where I am. And, and that person is Michael Hyatt. And to know that he still listens to my show. And I know that I've played this uh, clip in many talks that I've given when I talk about the benefits of podcasting. Uh, and I, I am pretty sure I've played this audio clip at least once, if not two or three times in Podcast Answer Man episodes in the past. But I'm going to play for you a, a clip here. This is where Michael Hyatt was being interviewed by my friend Eric Fisher. And it was for the Beyond the To-Do List. And and this is what came out of that. What are some of the go-to podcasts that you can suggest for listeners out there? Well, let me just look at my list here. I'm going to pull up. I use Downcast as the app on my iPhone. Um, I can tell you that I listen to Cliff's every week. And I've told Cliff this on, on the phone before. But the reason I like his is not as much for the podcast information, which is terrific. But I just find him so inspirational. Mm-hmm. And you're, uh, you're referring to Podcast Answer Man, right? Podcast Answer Man. Okay. Yeah, I just, I love that. Wow. <laughs> so, and and I've had conversations with people. Now, obviously, I, I want to tell you, I, there are some of you out there, well, actually, some of you have some, I, I, this is what I can tell you. There have been many people who started listening to this episode and about, right about three minutes in, they stopped listening, all right? And and if I had to guess, that's maybe about 100, 200 people. And I'm talking about people who listen to every episode. About 100, maybe 200 people who, first few minutes of this episode, they completely, it's like, yep, that one's not for me. They deleted it and they'll listen next week. Hopefully I'll have something, you know, more beneficial to their, you know, their technical desires. Um. Then you know, there are several of you who have listened to Podcast Answer Man, and every now and then I'll do a podcast episode that is kind of you know more old style, early 2008, 2009, maybe even 2010 kind of content that I did in Podcast Answer Man, where it was it, where I might do an entire episode that is like let's just say the ten most common mistakes of podcasters. And, and I'll do that and I'll go through it. And all of a sudden, there are, there are many times when people say, oh my gosh, Cliff, you have finally come back to, to what your, your roots. You have fine. I, I love this week's episode. I'm so glad that you've 
really decided to start focusing again on the technical side of podcasting. That's why I'm here. Uh, I've gone in. <laughs> one guy says I, I've gone in. I've re- finally went in and revised my review of your show and and gave, made it more favorable. Uh, I, I'm so glad you're back to this. I hope that you don't lose your way again. Uh, it, you, basically, they're saying, listen, stick to the technical stuff. Only answer technical related questions. Why don't you get, matter of fact, somebody recently says, I wish you'd just put away the 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 camera and and just talk like you used to. Uh, why don't you you know why don't you do this? Why don't why don't you review more podcast equipment? Why don't you review these technical things? All these other things. I, it, it, why don't you do this this this? And and they have a very clear plan. And everybody, not everybody, but there are a handful of people who consistently want this show to be more technically focused and I get that and and the the thing is this podcast answer man it used to be the show I I I used to open it up and say hey everybody welcome to another episode of podcast answer man this is the podcast about podcasting helping you take your show to the next level and that's what the show used to be and the reality is is that over the years I've answered so many questions that it's really a lot of the same things are there new things new technologies out there that 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 could be reviewed absolutely um but so much of what i'm doing is not about the technology it's what you can do with the technology i i'm not so much in love with the rss feed and and the the bit rates of mp3 files and and you know what theme you're using and how to what how to get your media enclosure and stuff like that are all of those things important yes um, is my way the only way to do those? No. Has the way that I've been doing it worked for me since 2005? Yes. Has it worked for everybody that I've taught to do it? Yes. Are there some limitations? Yes. Do I work around those limitations? Yes. Do other people work around them? Some of them. Some of them want to do something different, and that's fine. But I can tell you my passion for podcasting isn't the podcast. My passion for podcasting is what can be done with the podcast. The ability to connect with, with people, the ability to to take a passion that you have and to to use that to build relationships with people and to use those relationships to benefit people's lives. That's that's a passion of mine. It's it's also a passion that podcasting does allow you the possibility to to take a passion that you have to find an economic model to build a business around that passion and talent that you have. And you, with a podcast, you can use that to get the attention, um, yeah, the attention of an audience of people who share your passion or who need your area of expertise. They need information related to it. And it, a podcast, I believe, can give you exposure like no other platform. I am I that's what ge, that's what generates excitement around podcasting for me. So people sometimes will ask me, "Cliff, what do you think about what do you think is the future of podcasting?" And I'm you know, I I'm not thinking about that question. To be honest with you, I I just don't that that thought never crosses my mind. You know, Will we still have RSS feeds and and podcasts like we're doing today? Will iTunes in ten years from now? Will iTunes be? Uh, will iTunes still have a podcast director? Will Apple still have a podcast director? I don't know. Um, will Stitcher Radio be in every single car out there, and 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 our podcasts will be listed there? 
I don't know. I mean, it looks like things are going great. I I predict big things for the 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 near future of podcasting. And when I say near future, I'm talking over the last five over the next three to five years. I don't see podcasting going away. But in ten years from now, will we still be doing podcasts the way that we're doing them now? I I think so, but I don't think about it. I I don't I I it's is it I for me what is the current present state of podcasting that's more interesting to me that that's a you know people ask me you know what's the future of podcasting let's talk about the present state of podcasting let's talk about the the recent history of podcasting let's talk about those things because that's what's really exciting that this this right here these are exciting days we can all kind of you know guess about what's in the future of, of this technology but the reality is, is new technologies are going to exist in the future that, that you know, it, it, it just, I, I just don't, I don't think about all those things. What's worked for me since 2005 is still working today. I can tell you that. And it's working greater today than it did in 2005. I think that's great. And I believe it's going to get better and better over the next three to five and maybe even 10 years from now. But here's what I wonder, and that is, and this is what I think about, is what do I want to be? What do I want to be when I grow up? This is something that I put on Facebook the other day. Let me read this to you. I put, this is a direct post uh, quote from what I posted to my Facebook's uh, wall. I think it was this weekend. And I put um, this, I'm amazed at what the, I am amazed at what has occurred over the past nine years of my life. Though at times I feel like the past nine years are just the introduction to the amazing journey ahead. I feel like the story is just started. And and that, my friends, is exactly how I feel. You know, the last nine years of my life have really been amazing. And nine years ago, you know, about nine years ago, I started podcasting as a hobby about a TV show. And over the course of just a few months, I grew a, 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 a very nice audience. And as a result of that audience and shared passions, I started to connect with people on a relational way around shared passions. And those passions started out for the TV show Lost and they those passions uh, spread out a little bit further to technology, faith, uh, finances, business, uh, and all kinds of other things. And as a result of that, other shows uh, were created to share my passion, specifically targeted to those people who shared those specific interests, like Help I Got a Mac, um, uh, the Encouraging Others Through Christ podcast, the Family from the Heart show, Pursuing a Balanced Life. Um, that later it was Business Tech Weekly, Social Media Serenity, and and also not to mention the tons of other entertainment focused podcasts uh, that we had we had done. But what happened was I saw this ability to connect with people in a relational way and and to share my life and see that the things that I was sharing, getting behind the microphone, speaking about the things that I'm experiencing, the things that I'm learning, the, the things where I fail and what I learn from those failures, all of those things, I realized that it didn't matter if I was podcasting about podcasting, if I was podcasting about faith, 
if I was podcasting about the Apple products, if I was podcasting about tools and tips for business and technology, or if I was podcasting about social media, didn't matter. If I was podcasting about the TV show Lost, Grey's Anatomy, Desperate Housewives, Twilight Saga, The Hunger Games, does not matter. What I realized is any time I got behind the microphone and started to speak from my perspective about what I've experienced in life, I found that people were drawn to it. Not everyone, but there were, for every one of those shows that I've ever created, there's always been an audience, and every show, regardless regardless of its topic, has had emails that have been generated as a result of those shows that said something to the nature of, this content really has been life-changing for me. Even TV show podcasts. So, um, it, you know, it got me to thinking a couple years ago about developing a mission statement. And it's been a long time since I've read this mission statement, I think, on Podcast Answer Man. Unless I read it on the the faith, the, the balanced faith one, uh, which I don't know, balancing my faith and work. I don't know that I actually mentioned my mission statement. But I did develop a mission statement for me, you know, to, to kind of say, you know, what, what is my purpose in life? And my purpose in life, I discovered through podcasting, which, by the way, my purpose in life is not to podcast. Uh, my, my greatest joy and passion in life is not podcasting. It's what podcasting allows me to do, which let me just read to you my mission statement. My mission statement is this. It says, my mission is to dedicate my life to entertaining, educating, encouraging and inspiring others to share my passions and experiences in life in an authentic and transparent way that inspires others to make positive changes in their lives and to connect others um, and to connect others around shared passions. I want to be known as a follow and this is still part of my mission statement. It's the second part of it. I want to be known as a follower of Jesus who authentically attempts to live out my faith, though I may fail miserably at times, in a way that engages popular culture without turning others off. I always want to be prepared to give a reason for the hope that I have and to be ready to do so with gentleness and respect. And then when I came up with my um, mission statement, I asked myself, what are my core values? And, And I got all of this. This was all inspired by my friends, Dan Miller and Michael Hyatt. And I know that what what matters most to me, my, my what drives me are these words. And these words are values. Authenticity. I I am I want to just be me. I I don't I don't I don't want to live up to your expectations of what you think I should do. Um I don't want to live up to I don't want to live somebody else's dream. I, I want to authentically be me. And I, I in a way, I, I want to I be authentic unapologetically. I, I, don't, I no longer want to apologize for being who I am. You know, not to say that, that who I am is perfect because I'm not. And it's not to say that there aren't character flaws that I need to work on because there are. <laughs> but, but the reality is, is I am who I am today. Character flaws that I have currently and all, and I com- I want to completely own it. I am who I am, and I'm okay with that. So I, authenticity is a core value of mine. 
transparency. I, you know, I, I believe that there are some things that you just don't need to share, okay? But there are many things that several people would actually, you know, they, they'd go red in the face if they, they were ever, you know, if they had ever considered to share some of the things that I've maybe shared over the years. Uh, when when it comes to you know just things that I've admitted in a podcast episode and and all you need to do is go back and listen to some of the early episodes of the show that I do called Pursuing a Balanced Life. I mean, it, there there's a lot of transparency there, and and I'm transparent not just about my successes. I'm also I believe in being transparent about my fears because I know that when I tell people say listen I you know you guys have heard me say that I set this goal. But man, I I've got to tell you, I'm I'm freaked out about the fact that you know. But uh, and I remember when I had my first podcasting A to Z course, I'm like, guys, it's been a couple of weeks, and and I still only have you know seven people have signed up, but I need twenty, and and I just don't know if it's going to happen, and I don't know what I'm going to do, and and I really believe in it, but at the same time, I'm really struggling believing it, and. And this was, you know, this was as that was happening. And of course, it, you know, it, hindsight is twenty twenty, and now, I, you know, I have a lot more confidence because I've seen it work not just once but many times. And so, but I, the transparency of just saying, guys, I'm afraid. You know, I've really put myself on the line here. I love this this value of being just transparent and just saying, this is who I, and it's a part of being who I am, and and just saying, you know what, this, I'm just going to tell you guys. This is this is what's going on, and just being transparent with it. I don't need. I don't feel like I need to be to hide things, which leads me to the next thing, which is vulnerability. You know, oftentimes I come into podcast answer man, and and sometimes it it, it I come behind the microphone and I butt up against this core value of vulnerability. Sometimes I want to come behind the microphone and I want to convince you guys that you know I've got the answers and that I am the most you know what Mike and Isabel Russell did the um, the introduction for their pod, New Media Europe conference uh, last week, and in that video that they created, introducing this conference to the world, uh, they announced to me and they said Cliff Ravenscraft, he's the most knowledge there. He is the world's most knowledgeable man. There's nobody else in the world who knows more about podcasting than him. By the way. Those were not my words. <laughs> those were, I had never spoken those words to them. That's something that Mike and Isabella had chosen to share on their own. And the reality is, it's simply not true. Uh, I, guys, just a, a moment of transparency, authenticity, and a little bit of vulnerability here. There are people out there that know more about podcasting than I do. There, have been, there are people who have been podcasting less time than I've been podcasting who know more about some of the areas and aspects of podcasting than I do. Now, I do, I, now, here's the thing. I, do I have, I don't think I actually have confidence in here. Confidence is not one of my core values. But I am a very confident person most of the time, and I will tell you that there is no one out there who has my experience of the last nine years. And and I believe that that, that the experiences that I have over the last nine years, sometimes is more valuable than some of the technical knowledge. And but but just that statement, you know, just a little statement of vulnerability. When it comes to the technical side of of what can be done, as far as all of the other, you know, there are people out there who do spend all their time, 
you know, researching one microphone over another, or one audio recorder over another, and one podcasting plugin over another, one RSS feed solution over another, and they do it all, and those people, guess what? Because of that, they know more about some of those things than I do. I'm okay with that, and which leads me to another core, core value, which is honesty, truthfulness, and integrity. Those are three words, three, three values. They're kind of all talk, tied into each other. I believe in telling you guys that there are people out there who who have different opinions than I do. Diff- they do things a different way. Some of them may even be better. But what I know is what work has worked for me is worked for me and it's worked for everybody that I've worked with. So I I just I believe in being honest, truthful and having integrity. Let your yes be yes, let your no be no. Those kind of things. I believe in a core value of gratitude, you know, being and, and also thankfulness it is actually it's it's just listed under gratitude. But being thankful, having gratitude for the things that I have in my life, you know, it, it, it's very tough for me. I'm, I'm one of those early adopter people. I order a phone or order something online. And when it's like, well, you can pre-order it and it'll be there in two weeks and then I may not be able to pre-order it for whatever reason until maybe a couple of days later, and then I've got to wait a month and a half for something. That that's really tough for me. But my core value is gratitude, and so I can I got to tell you, day by day, I had to live out this life of holding an iPhone five in my hand and and thinking I'm I've got to be thankful for this tool and all these other blessings that I have in my life. I I can't wish this day away. I can't wish this week away. I can't wish this month away waiting for this new technology advice, device because the reality is is I'm not guaranteed life beyond today and and I don't want to waste this opportunity to 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 live the life that I'm called to live today in eager anticipation for something down the road something more something something beyond this so being grateful uh having focus is a core value of mine and and focusing on what's important what is the most valuable thing today? That's that's a that's a core pa- of focus of mine. Uh, another core passion or core value is passion. Have, pursuing life with passion, pursuing everything with passion. And oftentimes, if I don't have passion for something, I'd rather just kind of just let it go. And I've done that. It, that's it's really tough because I've created some podcasts, and after a couple episodes, I'm like, yeah, I, I had a passion for this, and it was short lived. And so was the podcast. Um, the Veronica Morris podcast is one of those. <laughs> By the way, I think I just let the domain run out. Lord of the Rings fan podcast. Uh, yeah, it's gone. I don't think I actually released the first episode of that. Um, I released like, a, a, I just put a little teaser up there. Uh, but yeah, there, there are several things that I thought I had a passion for and it was just short lived and, and then it was done. But I really want to live my life with passion. I want to have self-discipline in my life, which I struggle with majority of the time, but I'm getting better. I want to I have a core value of grace. Uh, th- this is something that drives me. I want to. I know how much I've been given unmerited favor and and forgiveness, and and so and of course grace and forgiveness go hand to hand. And it also goes with another word that's on my list: grace, forgiveness, and humbleness or humility. Uh, but grace and forgiveness are important ones for me because, you know, there there are a lot of things that sometimes people do to me 
or ways they act toward me or things they say about me or, or things like that. And it's really easy for me to get very upset, angry, uh, sometimes want to seek revenge. Sometimes I want to, to, to just like completely cut them out of my life and I'm going to, you know, do, but you know, it, a core value of mine is to extend grace. And, and sometimes that grace is just like, you know what, let's just forget about it. <laughs> let's just move on. Cause that's the best I can do right now. And, and usually when I, when I live my life in a way where I extend forgiveness and, and I allow for grace, which sometimes often means that I need to allow for some space between myself and another person, but not taking any actions to exclude them, uh, just saying, you know, let's just keep some distance here. Oftentimes when I, when I approach things that way, things usually work out. Not all the time, but still the reality is, is even when it doesn't work out, it, you know, things are okay. Uh, you know, there's more important things in life, and that's where it comes to that focus and and priorities. And then humbleness is one that, you know, I, I, I want to make sure that no matter where I'm in life, where I am in life, no matter how much money that I'm making, no matter how many people know my name and recognize me uh, for whatever it is I want to be recognized for, no matter how how popular, how, how what, I, I want to remain humble, but I want to remain confident as well. So, yeah, anyway, but though, so I have a very clear understanding of what my mission and my purpose in life is. My mission and purpose is to dedicate my life to entertaining people. I do want to entertain. I want to take what I'm learning in life and, you know, what I'm, it says to share my passions and experience in life in an authentic and transparent way. Uh, so I want to take my experiences in life and be authentic and transparent and use that to entertain you. I want to use it to educate you, uh, to, to teach you, um, w- whether it be teaching about podcasting, teaching about, you know, becoming debt-free, teaching you about um, how to prioritize your 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 year, um, how to, say, you know, educating you on how to say no to things that aren't uh, in your top priorities, educate you on, on applications to connect to your Google Calendar from your iPhone. I want to educate you in a lot of ways. Um, and, and I want to encourage people. I want to encourage people that, hey, you're not alone. You know, you can, I want to give you hope. I, I want to, I want to let people know that, that there are greater things, you know, to, th- things aren't always as bad as what you might think they are. There, there is a silver lining, if you will. I want, I want to encourage people. I want people to, when they hear me, when they when they interact with me, I want them to feel encouraged. But I also want to inspire people, and 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 I want people to think, okay, wow, if Cliff can do it, so can I. And, and I want people to think, oh, wow, I didn't know that. And knowing that now, I feel inspired to take action. Those are the things that I know that are my sole purpose in life, and I've been able to fire on every single one of those cylinders through podcasting. And I've been able to generate a significant amount of income uh, from focusing on all of those things and, and, and really pouring a majority, if not almost all of my time and energy and effort into one area, which is Podcast Answer Man. And by the way, this is not some episode where I'm talking about where I'm 
you know, looking at shutting down Podcast Answer Man or shutting down my consulting and coaching business or anything like that. No. But it it, it is, this is something that comes up over and over again. It's, I think you're destined to have more impact in the world beyond your current work. And, and I want to say that I have no idea where I'll be in five years from now or 10 years from now. I don't even know whether or not I'll be alive. I, I pray every day that, that I will be. I, I, Lord willing, I'll live another however many years and, and I'll even be more gray than I already am. Uh, I'd, I'd love to live until I'm 80, 90, 100. Maybe I'll be one of those guys that lives to 120. Um, I, I would love to get more self-discipline in my life and take better care of my body, uh, you know, more intentional physical activity, taking care of myself, getting checked out more frequently uh, with doctors and, and uh, t- you know, learning more about nutrition and not just learning about it, but actually, uh, you know, eating for my body's health rather than just enjoyment uh, and, and seeking pleasure over pain when it comes to the types of foods that I eat. Uh, so, it, it, you know, I, I, I realize I don't know what the future holds for me, but let's just say this. I have this overwhelming sense in my life that I, I am very grateful. I have gratitude for what has happened for the last nine years of my life. I've, I, I never dreamt when I left my career in insurance and pursued to pursue podcasting full-time. I never dreamed I'd be in a position where I make as much money as I make today. Uh, I never dreamed that I would have the audience that I have today. I, I, th- these dream, where I am today is beyond what I ever dreamed. And, and I don't want this to come across as arrogant, although some people will think it is. Some people may think I'm full of myself, and that's, that's fine because it's not where my heart is. And I'm not necessarily worried too much about what other people think about me because I, I know that it really only matters what God thinks about me. But one thing that I, I have the sense that if I see myself living another 30 or so, on, so many years, you know, 40 years, if I project where I'm going to be in 10 years from now, I have no clue where it is. And I've had this conversation with many of my close personal friends, but I have this overwhelming sense that if I knew, if I could actually see the future and see where I am in 10 years from now, what kind of things that I'll be doing 10 years from now, I, I honestly believe that it would freak me out and I'd go run the other way, um, that, that it would just blow my mind. And I don't know what it is. I don't know if, you know, there there have been little tiny little seeds of a dream of creating an internet television show, like a, you know, late night, I remember, I've shared it here, you know, one or two times where I went and saw a live taping of uh, the late night with Jimmy Fallon. It was myself. Uh, I got some tickets from a friend of mine and I took uh, John Lee Dumas with me and my great friend, uh, Father Roderick Von Hogan as well. And so the three of us went there, and I even told them afterwards, I was like, I could do that. And I, and, and matter of fact, the studio that I've, I've built here, um, the idea was that this would be the, the starting of that. And, and, it, and that potential still exists there. But as I, as I continue to think about that, the question in my mind is, is that the, ni- ne- is that the right next step? 
Um, you know, and then of course I've been thinking, you know, I, I really enjoy when I talk to people and help them expand their mind or to help them expand their mindset around business, you know, helping people understand, because here's the deal, I've, I've done extremely well in sharing my experiences in life as it relates to podcasting because, well, I've had a lot of area time to, to focus on podcasting. You know, if you would have asked me in 2008 how to, you know, to give you some advice and some consulting and coaching to encourage you, educate you, and inspire you in the growth of your business, if you would have asked me to do that in 2008, I, I don't think I could have been much help to you. But as a result of my personal experience over the last nine years, do I feel confident that I have some value to offer to people in the area of coaching them on their mindset related to, you know, they've just left their day job or they've just started something on the side? Do I feel like I have a ton of value to offer to people who are thinking about starting their business? Going from the mindset of scarcity to the mindset of abundance, going to how do you manage your time, a realistic expectation of how hard you might have to work to get something off the ground, how to build relationships with people that really matter, how to serve people and not see every single listener as a potential customer, but to see every listener as a potential human being that you have the opportunity to serve in a unique way. Yes, I have all of that experience. And so, you know, my thinking is is this next level brand. You know, I've been doing these next level mastermind days, the next level workshop that I'm doing with Ray in a couple weeks, which by the way, if you haven't signed up yet, go over to nextlevelstudio.tv and sign up for the one day with Cliff and Ray. There's still a couple spots left. So head over there for that. You know, but what is... I'm going to share some, I, I, I'm still in a place where I'm growing in my public speaking and I'm still in a place where it, I'm, I'm not completely comfortable on, on a stage and I'm not completely comfortable with, with the talks that I give and stuff like that. Are, are they getting better? Absolutely. They're getting better. There's no question. But for some reason, I, I wonder, will I ever stand on a stage in a stadium with 50,000 or 100,000 people in a stadium and speak to them and share a 40-minute talk that will radically change those people's lives? There's a part of me that thinks that that's possible and that might be something that's in my future. Is it, po- is it possible that I could create a, a television show, an, an internet TV show in my studio that all of a sudden would become one of those YouTube channels that has over a million subscribers or 10 million subscribers and 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 that my show could be as big as Oprah one day. I it I'm afraid to actually dream those dreams because they're so freaking huge and scary. But at the same time, I almost feel called to something that big. And I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's in the area of technology. I don't know if it's in the area of faith, if it's in the area of business, if it's some kind of combination and culmination of all of that stuff. I have no idea what I want to be when I grow up. And, 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 and I say that not jokingly, but I really feel like I feel like a toddler. I feel like I, I feel like. The last nine years have 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 been in, in the infancy of of growing up into who I am supposed to be in this world, and um, and yeah, so I don't know where I'm going. Uh, I, all I can tell you is that 
Um, there are a couple things that people have said to me that that really have, have stuck with me. One, one thing that my friend Joy once said to me is, Cliff, what got you to where you are is not what's going to get you to where you're going. And so I think about that. It's like, yeah, there, the, you know, there's going to be new things that I'm going to have to try. I'm going to have to get out of my comfort zone again. And, and this is something that I've, I've been forcing myself to do. I'll, I'll be honest with you. Public speaking totally was out of my comfort zone. I'm still not completely comfortable, but I continue to do it. I continue to put myself out there because I feel like that's the right thing. And that that communication training and ability must have something to do with where I'm going in the future. Wherever that, wherever, again, Lord willing, I, I'm, I'm there in 10, 15 years from now that I'm still here on this earth. We, I, I, I feel like that's a part of something. And so I continue to pursue that. Um, the, these live events that I'm doing, totally out of my comfort zone. Um, and and I, I'm hitting obstacles in my mindset. I'm hitting obstacles in, in how I feel about, you know, the confidence in some of this stuff. But I still pursue it. And I'm pursuing it with passion because I feel like it's something to do with that future. And... You know, some people, my one person, not some people, one person says, forget about the, the, the camera, move it away, move it into the background and, 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 st- you know, just, just go back to recording your podcast answer man the way you used to. And I'm like, no, there's a reason why I'm staring into the, to the eye of a camera. I, I'm training myself something in the future for something in the future. There's a reason why I feel compelled to, get myself to the place where I'm comfortable looking into a camera. And 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 I don't know why that is yet, but I feel somewhere in my heart that that's going to be something that's a part of of where I'm going. So with all of that being said, there there's I guess the only thing I want to ask you I I want to share or actually I want to share this. Back when I was working in insurance in my mom and dad's insurance agencies after spending you know 11 years there so frustrated with that job that environment I it just was not what I felt called or that I wanted to do with my life I was just at my wits end I was sharing this on a consistent basis in my pursuing a balanced life podcast and all the time I'm sitting there thinking I would love to do podcasting full-time I would if there was some way that I could get paid to just get behind a microphone and and or something related to this, that that that's what I would love to do. And what happened was, uh, as a result of that, I had many people who would email me. They would call in voicemail feedback uh, and and leave comments on the show notes of par- pursuing a balanced life. And they say, Cliff, I want to tell you something. I think you should consider this possibility and of course sometimes that was you know and they were all around the possibility of me leaving my career in insurance and pursuing something different so one guy got on the phone and said hey I'd love to get on the phone with you and he says Cliff did you know that you could leave your career and you could make a living giving technology advice to businesses because of all the different tools that you're interested in you could really help companies become more efficient you could go in and and literally have a business where you're doing that. Some people said, Cliff, you could just create content and people would pay you money for it. I know I would. And if I would, I know there's got to be other people who would. There were people who said, Cliff, you could 
become you could become a technical trainer for a company. You could go in and learn somebody's software and then be the person who who goes in and teaches people how to use that software for companies. Um, you have all of these gifts and talents. I can I see this in you. I see this in you. I see this in you. And and every time, well, most of the times when I got those kinds of that kind of feedback, I would come home and I'd have those conversations with Stephanie. And I would share with her all of those things. And over the course of months and months of that coming in and some other conversations of, Cliff, this is where I, you really should pursue that. I, I don't think that that's just a vain thing in you. Like my pastor at the time, Chad Cadell, says, Cliff, I, I, I really, I want to tell you, I, I've been in the studio with you behind, when you get behind a microphone. That's your sweet spot, man. That, that, when you get behind the microphone, you come alive that's there there's something there for you in that and i think it's i think it's beyond i think there's something for you beyond what you're doing in this world beyond insurance and and as a result of those things those things culminated over time and and after sharing that one day i came home from a really bad day in september of 2007 and stephanie says you've got to quit your job everybody sees this potential in you to do something with podcasting you should do it. And well, I did. And it was it was difficult. It was out of my comfort zone. The most difficult, craziest thing I ever did in my life. But I, I quit my job after 90 days of after that. And I in January 2008 started pursuing podcasting full time, trying to figure out a way, an economic model that made sense. So I guess here's the deal. I have all these people who say, Cliff. I really see the potential for you to do something to to have a huge impact in this world that is so out that is outside of what you're doing with podcast consulting and podcast teaching and training and stuff like that. And and I guess I'm opening the dialogue for anybody who in 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 in, in a way what I'm saying is that I believe oftentimes the other people see the potential that is within us way beyond what we allow to see in ourselves. Some, sometimes I believe, and, and, I, and I know this for a fact, that my own beliefs about what I can achieve are limited beliefs. Now, I, I believe that I'm very good at allowing my, my beliefs and my mind to be expanded, my, what, what is possible to be expanded. I, I think I've proven that, but... There's something bigger out there, and I don't know what it is, and how does that work into what I'm going to be doing 10 years from now, 15 years from now? And I don't know that I need the answer to this question within the next week. I don't need this question. I don't need the answer to this question within the next six months, next year. Uh, I may not have the answer to where I'll be 10 years from now and, and have any clue of what that is until maybe three or four more years down the road. And that, in a way, that's okay with me because... I, one of the things that I feel important right now is to spend these years that are the final years that my daughter Megan's in the house and Matthew's in the house with us, you know, before they turn 18 and, and Megan's or McKenna's in these really formative years as well. I think that the next two to three years, um, no matter what I'm pursuing, uh, they have to come first. And the reason for that is because they very much uh, we, we made quite a bit of sacrifice in 2008, 2009, and 2010. Three years of a significant sa- sacrifice of my time and investment 
in family life. Um, it, it's just a reality. I, I was sharing with a friend, I don't regret all of the things, that all the decisions that I made in, in that area of sacrifice, uh, but there are some regrets in that area. I don't know that I would change them if I had to do them over again. I wouldn't be the person who I am today, and I wouldn't have the opportunities that I have today to connect with them uh, and do things with them today had I not made those sacrifices. It, it, the thing is, I can't change the past, so why even worry about it? But the reality is is that, you know, for all intents and purposes, Stephanie was a single mom for the first three years of me building this business. And uh, now, I, I, that doesn't have to be that way. It, we could go back and forth on whether or not it had to be that way back then. But the reality is, is, is that, man, I, there's a lot of opportunity now for me to have a great deal more margin in my life and to have a great more intentional time with them. And, you know, I'm looking forward to our trip to Disney uh, coming up this December. Uh, and I'm looking forward to our month-long trip to Europe next year. Uh, but beyond those things, I'm, I'm looking forward to tonight, hanging out, at, you know, with the kids tonight. I'm looking forward to a conversation with my nine-year-old daughter who asked my wife this week, Mom, how old do I have to be before I can start dating? <laughs> my nine-year-old daughter. I am looking forward to that conversation. I, I'm looking forward to, to, to every evening with my family right now. And that's my priority right now. And so I know that what I can tell you at this very moment in time is I am in a unique season of life and I believe that I'm in a season of, a, of transition. And, um, you know, I, I see, here's the deal. Podcast answer man right now is Cliff Ravenscraft. Cliff Ravenscraft is podcast answer man. I think it's probably going to be that way for at least another year to three, somewhere between one to three years. It will it will be that way. There may be a point, and I'm, I'm not certain of this. I may, at the end of three years, still be, you know what? No, I am podcast answer, man. And here's how, you know, being that is going to help me achieve this, whatever that is, or it, it, I don't know. But what I, I kind of sense that, you know, podcast answer, man, maybe in two to three years, there becomes like it, it becomes something more of something that I own and that I where where I'm more of an owner of a company that I manage with these people and and then it you know it it's it's part of what I own I I don't know I I, I don't know I have no clue that that's that's what I want to tell you guys what do I want to be when I grow up I don't know I can tell you this I'm content right now being who I am extremely content. I'm a little too comfortable, although I'm enjoying the comfort. And I and the reason why I say that is because I really believe that being out of my comfort zone is when I grow and I feel called to grow. I just don't know that I feel called to grow right now. But all of that to say this, have you ever had in your mind some crazy dream of what I might be doing in 10 or 15 years from now. I'm not looking for you to have the answers. I'm not even looking for you to be right. But what is it that you've seen in me? What what kind of what kind of dream of the future could you see? I, I've had people who say, Cliff, I can't wait till you become a billionaire to see who was it that recently said that to me? Um 
you know what? Let me see. I'm going to find this email because I uh, just had this conversation this week. And uh, billionaire. And I have no paying for. Okay. Uh, so this is from Brian. And he said, um, he says, uh, let's see here. I'm still glowing from meeting you in the flesh at New Media Expo. Uh, and I hope to see you again in 2016. You inspired and in many ways supported me on my entrepreneurial journey, and I'm looking to pay it forward. Okay, and then I said, thank you so much, uh, this and that. And then he says, thanks so much for your reply. My door is most certainly always open. I truly appreciate the energy you put out into the digital world and still glow when I think of sitting in, fr- in the front row of your new media expo panel with Pat Flynn, you two are all stars. And he says, here's the thing. He says, they say that money only amplifies your personality. And I look forward to you being a billionaire. And then I said, thanks, Brian. It would be interesting to see what I would do if I were a billionaire. Thanks for dreaming big with me, brother. And he says, I'm pretty confident it's only a matter of time before we find out. And, you know, it's those kind of things. And, and by the way, I, I don't know that I have to be a billionaire, but. It, it, I for whatever reason a, a couple years ago I I, I listened to um, I listened to the strangest secret I, if you haven't listened to that audio just go to YouTube and type in strangest secret definitely listen to it if you haven't um, anyway one of the things he t- says is to take an index card and write down your, you know, a specific goal that you want to work towards, a destination, if you will. And I've had this in my in my pocket, in my wallet, since August twenty fourth, two thousand twelve. And I, I want to tell you, I, <laughs> I don't, I think that that I, yeah, it, it, I, I, this was way out of my realm of possibility. But anyway, when I wrote this down, I wrote, my net worth will be a minimum of one million dollars by the end of twenty fifteen. My net worth will be a minimum of $1 million by the end of 2015. Now, here's the deal. It's nearing the end of 20, uh, it's nearing the end of, by the way, I just got a text message. It says, Dad, Beats is not working. I blame you for my son, Matthew. Anyway, uh, I'll fix that afterwards. But uh, where was I at? Oh, many. So here's it. It's it's the end of 2014. Uh, last year, my business made just over half million dollars. Last year, my personal income was two hundred seventy nine thousand dollars. You know, and and at, so at the end of last year, I could have done something, some very interesting things this year, and I know that I could do some very interesting things next year, and I could actually pay off our complete mortgage on our new home. And I could generate enough money to actually make that statement a reality. However, this year, I evaluated my goals and I made decisions. I I talked about this early on this year. I made the decision to step down as the director of new media, uh, director of podcasting for New Media Expo. I made the decision to shut down the podcast mastermind. That, my friends, cut out a, a very significant portion of income. I also made the decision to focus on creating some new live events, which, by the way, I did not nearly put the number of live events on my calendar this year uh, that I originally intended. There were a bunch of other things that I was going to do with some freed up time that, to be honest with you, instead of doing those, pursuing those things at, at aggressively, 
I made the decision instead to pursue my family more aggressively. Uh, not because there were problems, but because I felt led to. As a result of that, I'll probably make half this year what I made last year, which certainly is not going to pay off the mortgage on my home. And by the way, the mortgage would count towards my net, a negative towards my net worth. So my my negative my my net worth is in the negative right now. So I I have to I have to ask myself: Is this going to become a reality? I I don't know for whatever reason. That was something that was in my heart, and I don't think it was a vain pursuit, and uh, I'm okay if I don't achieve that goal next year. I think it's, I think that, it, I have no idea how it could be possible, but I think that, wow, something could happen, and just, it could happen, but more than anything, I'm thinking, I may be in a period of time right now where that's, maybe back then, that was something that was spurred in my heart, I just chose this date by the end of 2015, and I'm okay if I don't achieve that by the end of 2015. I'm okay if I don't ever achieve that, but I believe that that's a part of something that's in my future. So whether I make millions, whether I become a billionaire, I have no idea. Whether I whether I have millions of people that, that watch what I do or are participating in my community in the future, I have no idea. Will I ever speak in a stadium? I have no idea but I feel like I'm called to be something bigger and it's something bigger than what I do today. And my question is, do you allow yourself to dream big? And my other question is, do you see those things, that, something that that I don't see in myself? Anyway, I invite your feedback uh, related to that if you're still listening, watching, whatever the case may be. And uh, yeah, that's it. I had no idea. I, I hit the re- when I hit the record button. I had no idea I was going to say pretty much anything that I didn't read uh, it, at the earlier part of this little seg- this long lengthy segment. But uh, yeah, that's this episode. A little unique, little out of the norm. Uh, there was no music to open it, and there is no music to close it. Uh, I'll just say thank you for tuning in. And again, if you want to be a part of the next level one day workshop with myself and Ray Edwards. There is still room. It's just a couple weeks away at the platform, just following the platform conference in Colorado Springs, Colorado. My wife, Stephanie, will be there. We would love to have you participate in our one-day follow-up event, and uh, you can learn more about it at nextlevelstudio.tv. God bless you all, and uh, whatever the future may hold, uh, I pray for success for us all in becoming all that we were created to be. Thanks. Bye-bye.